You ready? Yep. Are you nervous? Uh, I'm not nervous, but I might make mistakes. That's fine. Okay. Welcome back to Try With Ping. My name is Ping. Thank you so much for tuning in to my show. And then if you're a returning listener, please do subscribe and follow and also give me a feedback on Apple Podcasts. And right now, Spotify also has that review button. So give me five stars. If you're new, I hope you like my show. And then you can probably follow me on Facebook or Instagram. And there will be a lot more pictures that I share. And also my daily life. Um... I don't know, updates for you guys to engage with me. All right. So today is another chai time and I'm going to talk. And then today we have a special interviewer. <laughs> Who are you? Hey, I'm Suman and I am going to interview the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> today we're going to talk about reverse culture shock a little bit because I went back to Taiwan in the summer. And after two and a half years, and also, of course, like a big time was COVID. So a lot of things changed. You want to start us up, someone? Yes. So uh, it's a great topic. I, I usually heard about culture shock, but then double of that is reverse culture shock. So yeah, I heard you say that you go back to your country and then you feel weird there. So it's an interesting topic. So I'm so excited to, yeah. you know, uh, know about your version of that because I'm I'm not home yet. So I, I know how I'm going to feel when I go back home. Oh yeah, that will be very interesting to to hear about your story because it's like it feels like you're adjusting pretty well in Denver. Yes, I am. Um, yeah. Pretty much comfortable. Yeah. So I just don't want to feel alien when I go go back home. <laughs> Yeah, that that will be very interesting because like you never know what's to be expected. Yeah, and how 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 different is it? Like if you uh, compare your culture shock when you came in here, and then the culture shock, reverse culture shock when you go back to Taiwan, how uh, intense? How how do they relate to each other in the intensity? Got it. Um, it's definitely not as much because I grew up in Taiwan and I went back to my parents' house. So like the bigger environment didn't change that much. However, the smaller things makes me like wonder and uncomfortable. Um, I wouldn't say it's a huge shock, but then I also observe a lot of tiny things. Um, one thing is the weather because I usually go back to Taiwan in the winter around November and December. So it's like a lot cooler because I live in South Taiwan. Um, the temperature would be around 10 Celsius in the winter. So it's like very comfortable. Um, but this time I went back last minute during summer, like in June to uh, September. So then that was really, really hot. And yeah. the first three days I was like a shrimp. <laughs> I was all red because I was like sweating like a shrimp and then in my family like my mom and I were the thrifty person so then we want to save power so I didn't turn on the AC oh. but then I realized that no 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 I cannot do that because my skin and I'm not used to it I haven't been back to Taiwan in the summer for five years yeah that's a long time yeah so and then the humidity is about 70 percent in Denver is about 20 percent so like oh. the humidity makes me even hotter and how, how, what was the temperature like in Taiwan? 
it yeah. was about 30, 35, the highest, and then go down to about 28 during the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was brutal. And I'm spent. sure you have something about the traffic, um, yeah. you know, people. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about traffic. Um, I drive in Ta- uh, in Taiwan. I like I drove a little bit before coming to the U.S. and, um, but usually I use the scooter. Um, most young people in Taiwan would have a scooter, and we get it around eighteen or twenty when we get our driver's license. So mm-hmm. then Taiwan is a very small country, so it's easier to get around by scooter. And then also the parking spaces are not that many in the city, so that you know having a scooter is a lot easier and cheaper to park around. Um, but for uh, this time, I actually sold my scooter. <laughs> I had my scooter when I was 20 and then it's been there for 15 years. So, but I was not really using it because none of my parents uh, ride a scooter. They drive. Mm-hmm. So then I just sold it to my friend and got the paperwork done. So I had to drive. <laughs> I had to drive my parents' cars. And because I drove so much here in the U.S., right? Like without driving, I couldn't get to anywhere except the campus. Um, so it was a little culture shock for me because the traffic is in Taiwan is not as bad as in India, but it's also in between. Like if you put it on a Why spectrum. Why are you bringing India in between now? Like India <laughs> is a great example. After being in India, everything is fine for me. <laughs> it's a comparison, right? Okay. <laughs> so then it's not as uh, 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 unexpected respectable as in India, but still on, on the road, there are cars and scooters and bikes and maybe pedestrians. Do you do lanes? Do you do drive in lanes or is it like? We do have lanes. That's good enough. I mean, India has lanes too, but we don't use it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I've been there, (laughs) but it's just for me, I, I get like panic attacks. It's like really, hard especially oh yeah in the u.s we can turn on right um turn right on right, left. Free, free right and then yeah. in india it's free left so you guys drive on the right or the left side of the road? good question we drive on the opposite side of india so what what oh, so basically you're with you like like in u.s you yes. drive on the left side of the right yeah, side. yeah, yeah. but the traffic rules are a little bit different in the u.s that you can turn on red light turn right on the red light, but you cannot turn left, right? But then in Taiwan, we can only turn right when it's green light. So that that is very confusing for me because usually in the middle are cars, right? And then on the right side of the cars are scooters and bikes and then the pedestrian. So oh, okay. just think about if I need to turn right on green mm-hmm. so all the cars are still going straight so i have to check. but isn't there isn't that lane only for people who go in right that is a good question not always oh so then okay. it, it, the, if the cars are not going directly to the slow lane like mm-hmm. like the scooters then we'll be like outside of the scooters so then we we'll need to crush some scooters <laughs> before we turn. <laughs> it's just very dangerous yeah uh, in 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 us there's like uh, uh i saw signages saying that right lane turns right and left lane turns left but in, in india 
right lane can turn left and then left lane can turn right yep i know my brother was there in delhi and then he kept looking at the cars just like why can't i drive straight and i'm like well that's how he is so so i don't i don't know i mean usually ideally the cars should be on the right side and then they can do right turn only but not all the streets are like that Mm-hmm. So then it's very dangerous, especially when we turn right and then I we need to avoid scooters and then pedestrians on the zebra line. Yeah, so yeah. that was very risky for me okay. um, to navigate that. And also okay. driving has become so expensive because of parking. Oh, is yeah. it very crowded in Taiwan? I mean, we need to pay for parking. No, I mean, uh, otherwise, like people, uh, other streets crowded. Um, I think uh, it's crowded enough. It's okay. not as easy to find parking spaces as in mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and also we're comparing a tiny country in a big country yeah. where, yeah, the cars, uh, yeah, anyways, it's just population, like, it's yeah. so empty here in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And... Um, about people, yeah. mm. I heard you smile when I said people. Why is that? People, I feel I I never have been a typical Taiwanese, so I'm more like passionate. I'm louder and I'm like open in my personality. Um, so I'm not really reserved. A lot of my friends said that I am not like a Taiwanese. Um, but then I I kind of felt that when I go back home this time is like the distance between different people groups are more. It's like here I I hug many people when I meet them, but then in Taiwan we don't actually hug that much. We just like wave or just say hi and then we sit down. Um, oh. So I kind of miss that. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. But has but, it always been like that, or is it because of COVID? I think I. When I come to the U.S., I kind of activated that part of hugging and all that. Mm-hmm. If I've never been exposed to that culture, then I probably won't miss it. But right now, it's like I went from having it and then going back home, not having it, then I kind of miss it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you said you, you went back after five years? No. So five years is for the summer. I went back oh. after two and a half years. So basically, uh, uh, did you notice any changes after COVID? Um, Major changes? Yes. Most people in Taiwan, they still have to wear masks. Oh, um, even now? In the US, yeah, we don't see any masks right now. Like, well, we see very minimum. Um, oh. But, you know, it's in the summer, I was like, it's so hard to breathe. And even when we go out for walks like we my mom and I usually go out for evening walks after dinner and like it was so humid and hot but we still had to wear masks and people look at us if if I don't have so so that was just like wow will you will you get a ticket or something if you know people just stare oh okay. (laughs) okay yeah so I just feel like the culture is very different here in the U.S. People fight for their rights and freedom, and mm-hmm. but Taiwanese are so obedient. It's like the government will basically just, tell you what to do. That's right. We just follow the rules, and 
I am not sure if I have the perseverance. <laughs> yeah. So, and then oh, also I、uh, I talked about this before in my Mandarin episode. It's like the I feel a lot of Americans are very polite. So they say excuse me or thank you or you know they say they greet on a very regular basis. But then in Taiwan we don't always do that. Like when we step into an elevator, everyone is silent. Yeah. Whereas in the U.S., yeah. a lot of people have chit chats. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of got surprised when people wanna.、Um, For example, I'm I'm writing something in the post office, and then some people want the forms in front of me, and then they kind of just reach out and grab it, yeah, and yeah. I will I will be like very surprised because usually in the U.S. it won't happen. They will say excuse me and grab it, so then it's like okay, I can give space for them.、Right. But then、um, the post office I went, it was not like that. So like several people kind of just interrupted and and grab their things. So. <laughs> I was、Maybe、like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a little uncomfortable for me. Okay. Yeah, and then just and... just not really much humor. I mean, I'm also in the small talk side of interacting. It's like I don't mind talking to people when they talk about something, but then it's like we can laugh about it in the elevator and all that. But、um, I realize that Taiwanese don't. Really? Yeah, if it's in the culture, then basically you can't do it. If it's like、yeah. one person against Taiwan, so yeah,、uh, in India as well,、um, people don't even look, people don't even smile. So everybody is busy, and especially that there's so many people that you can't basically sit, smile and say hi to everyone. Yeah, we'll break our necks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so.、Um, you, you went back after like two years. So do you keep? Uh, in touch with your friends there. How often do you talk? And do you when you when you go went back and had close conversations, did you notice that there is a lag or some kind some sort of a gap after all these years、uh, in in the, in terms of your thought process and things? Um, I mean. Because we have long distance friendships, so it has become very selective. It's like I only keep in touch with those people that I trust with, and then they kind of follow up with me. So it kind of filters out a lot of regular friends. Then I kind of stay in touch with only best friends. Um, and then we definitely intentionally gather and have trips and and spend time together. Of course, we are all growing up because I met them when I was in college or grad school, and then now everyone is like working, and then they might have relationships, or、um, some people are getting married or having kids. So it's very different stages of life. So、um, our conversation has become very different as well.、Mm, the lack I felt it was if it yeah it feels like I am just a visitor in Taiwan. So、yeah. a lot of people they kind of have their own path, and then they're still working on things, right? And then when they talk about something, then I felt like oh I feel displaced because I don't understand、yeah. the whole context anymore. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it is very tiny feeling,、um, but I still feel that I try not to look at it so intentionally. However, I just know that you know people moved on, just like I moved on here in the U.S.、Okay. and then making friends who are very new and then doing different things.、Um, so I still feel like 
if I am intentional enough, I will be able to share my life a little like different stories, different challenges with my best friends. And then those best friends kind of show up in a very supportive way. They want to understand, they ask questions and all that. Yeah. One of the challenges is that a lot of my friends don't know what to ask because they cannot imagine the life outside of Taiwan. Uh, mostly they are not immigrants like me. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to how I share and then try to create a context for them to understand. Yeah. Uh, so do you also disagree with uh, with their opinions or they disagree about something that you said? Um, anything like that? Yeah, definitely. How do you feel yeah. about that? Of course, like friends also fight and disagree. So no, I mean uh, uh, some 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 um, thought because you are here. I mean something that you learned from here, or uh, you didn't feel it feel like that when you were in Taiwan, but in the US you feel some some something different, and then oh. they they are on a different level, um, and then you disagree about about that. I think. We, I appreciate my girlfriends. They are very open for discussion. So then we kind of, we, we didn't have that kind of clash okay. or conflict. We kind of talk about different perspectives and then they're like, they talk about theirs and I talk about ours and then we kind of ask questions. So I don't think we have conflicts. Oh, for those people who are not that close to me, I won't meet them as much, right? Yeah. So then- then there's not much disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. And if you can tell me something that you made a blunder because of your lifestyle in the US and then you went back and you made a mistake <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's not like that in Taiwan. I, uh, good Maybe question. crossing the road or paying, paying at the store or... Yeah, so... Hmm... I felt during COVID, a lot of shops kind of upgraded their system to have the, those contactless uh, payments, which I was not aware of. So I had to ask around what kind of apps are they using? How do they connect their cards and all that? However, I use a prepaid number. So that kind of doesn't allow me to access some of the services because prepaid numbers are not considered very safe and stable. So, so then I couldn't use some of the payment methods. Um, and then I have to, oh yeah, I felt like I have to carry a lot of cash with me because in the US, every most of the things are with cards. So I don't even have to yeah. bring cash with me, but Taiwan is still in a transition. A lot of shops or restaurants, when they are older, they don't want to upgrade to using the cards. Oh, um, so that's something I, I miss about the US. It's like, oh, just oh. one card. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot put myself in your shoes because uh, India has changed so much after in fact a little before COVID mm. um, we used cash but then after COVID it became completely uh, online uh, you, you you don't have to carry one penny outside anywhere in, uh, in my city at least uh, even, even the smallest street food guy will have online payments 
And then if I were here in the, uh, in the US during COVID and went back to India after that, I would struggle a lot. I know. What kind of apps do you guys use? We have something called as uh, PhonePay okay. and then GPay and then BIM. Uh, but they all they all got kind of unified onto a single platform called BPA. So it's like virtual personal something. <laughs> okay. Um... So... UPI, no, I think VPA, <laughs> yes. So you use that and then irrespective of whatever platform you're using, you can transfer money and pay, pay things, yeah. Got it. So do you like scan a QR code and yep. pay? Or, oh, yeah. okay, got you it. You can pay to a phone number that is associated yeah. or you can yeah. you can scan or you can tap. What about Paytm? Paytm also is one of the platforms, but uh, it's become... Um, less because it has it has a wallet so basically your money goes into a wallet within paytm and then then you pay through the wallet Um, Um, it's not so user-friendly paytm was the start uh, it picked up like it was a boom but then uh, eventually once phone pay and gpay came in then people started you know got it okay because GPay is like Google Pay, right? So yeah, I Pay. also use GPay now on my phone. So just adding a car over there. Oh, so Paytm is more like a PayPal. Payti, yeah, I don't know about PayPal, but okay. but it has its, its like, own wallet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But GPay here in US and GPay in India is, is very different. Uh, GPay here, you add your cards and then you tap. Yeah. But then in India, it's not like that. How do you use it? Uh, GPay is linked to your phone number. And then okay. when you scan, um, it'll choose which account you want to pay from. So basically, you don't add your cards there. I think they are still working on it, but okay. now you don't have cards. You it's just your accounts that are tagged, the bank account, not wow. your debit card. Yeah. Okay, that's so interesting because ooh, isn't that like insecure? Because if anyone has the access to your phone to your bank, it's like it's connected automatically. But it, to the it, bank it, most of the phones have fingerprints, so you do the biometric before you pay. Or if you have a PIN, then they need to do the PIN before they can pay or do anything. Yeah. So okay, one-time password, that kind of thing. Ooh, but it's just like I feel more secure when we're using cards because credit cards get charged next month. So then, if any fraudulent activity happens then oh okay yeah, okay, yeah. oh yeah. that's that's the reason they bill it few days later after the transaction is it yeah oh. i mean you usually it's the next month n- next billing cycle yeah got it so we paid it off can you actually hear the noises right now no no okay great because i just make i want to make sure that there's no noises but on the earphones it can be different the what? On the earphones, it can be different. But now on the speaker, I can't hear. Okay, got it. Well, I will just check it later. Okay. Who, um, any question? Mm, no. I had, but then you asked me about the sound and then I lost it. Oopsie, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, pretty, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask, what was your best time in... Uh, I, I wanted to ask what was your best time uh, in Taiwan that you really liked? I think you were there for two months. Mm. Yeah. And the best time, a memory that you made and also a time that you don't like at all. 
Good question. I really enjoyed going out for food with my parents because I haven't lived with them for a long time. Sure. And last time I was there, my dad wasn't home half of the time because he worked in Hong Kong. So it's really hard for four of us, like four, four of our family get together. Um, but this time I they retired. So my dad was back home in Kaohsiung and then we, three of us, we went out for food. Um, I also enjoyed being with my best friends. We, we meet almost like every week. We try to hang out and then have coffee or food together and just talk about different things. I feel like, um, here in the U.S., I made a lot of friends. However, the foundation is still not that big. But then because those friends that I have met in college or at church, that has like a longer history. So I don't have to explain a lot of the cultural context or myself to them. I kind of just jump in there. And then I, I felt so loved and cared for um, when I was talking mm -hmm. to them. So it's just like, and that, that, that also helped me to understand, oh, I really love meaningful conversations. And then that's how I get charged instead of, you know, hanging out with people doing like nothing or talk about something that I'm not interested. Um, so with the college fellowship friends, we took a little random trip to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And I really like the style of travel because we basically just took the train over there and then did nothing <laughs> we just hang out at an airbnb um maybe we went to a shop or saw something went to dinner lunch together and then kind of just just lie there and and just doing very minimal things um i remember when i travel with my parents they're they're always schedules and agendas but then with my oh, friends yeah. We could just, you know, lie on the Nothing. floor because it's so hot. So we lie on the floor <laughs> and then it will be cooler. Um, and just chat or talk silly things and, you know, eat together and all that. Just spend time together. So I we didn't really have like super meaningful conversations. But then I felt the security or the the comfort just being with them that I don't have to explain myself or be someone else or take care of someone. I think, I think that's the, the big difference because I felt the need of taking care of people here since they're younger mm -hmm. um, in Denver. But like, those are the people I grew up with in the same fellowship. So our age is similar. Um, we don't have to take care of each other. Well, that's no, mm, that's not, mm, me, <laughs> I don't need to take care of them. I think we take care of each other, but then it's not as much one-sided effort, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got it. I got yeah. So, and then yeah, the uh, time that you do, did not like at all? Mm. Except your sweating part. The what? Except you you're sweating and then feeling uncomfortable because of the heat. Yeah, that's definitely torturing. Um, let me think. I think I didn't hate anything because they're different, but I don't have the sentiment of hating it. Since I grew up in that environment and then a lot of things are expected. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really think I, I hated anything. Okay. 
I was very content when I was in Taiwan. Well, so even you got through the reverse culture shock then successfully. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. not too bad. Any other question you have for me? No, I think you spoke um, well. You covered most most part yep. of your country. So, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Taiwan and US are both different in their own terms. Yeah. But uh, where would you like to settle down on a longer run? To build a house and then no more moving, no more future culture shocks. Oh, okay. This question so many people asked us already. Louis and I were open since we're believers of you know we, we we know that God has a plan for us, so we don't really know where we're going. We talked about moving back to India because uh you know the the my in-laws are getting older, and then Louis is the only son. Um, but then it's also like we need to save some money. Um, so I was we were talking about staying here in the U.S. for the next five years after I graduate. So I'm I'm graduating next year, 2023, right? So. I got to make some money back because I paid every penny of my tuition and it, I worked hard for it. So I got to make that money back and pay off my parents as well. And, and Louis is also saving. So we don't know. India, I mean, halfway, not US, not Taiwan is India. Yeah. I, um, Taiwan is not really on the list because it's hard for Louis to find a job. So, but but we're open for it. I think it's relatively easy for me to find a job. Um, and then I am competitive enough in that market. Um, but, you know, like I, if I want to move back to Taiwan, I want to move back to my hometown, Kaohsiung. But then a lot of opportunities are in the capital, Taipei, uh, which like Louis will thrive, I think. But then I don't like Taipei. So oh. <laughs> it's like, it's very crowded. And, you know, capital city is always like yeah, busy, busy. Yeah. People walk faster over there. <laughs> and I'm com coming from a very chilled city. So we will see. I mean, if God calls us to somewhere, he better speak loud and clear. Uh, and then we'll be able to make decisions on that. But otherwise, I don't really know. I I think the angle is to stay closer with our family. Um, but that's hard because we have a cross-cultural marriage and then it's like, eh. <laughs> at least one side will be homesick. Like no matter where we go, one person will be sacrificing or, you know, missing home. So I don't know. Like when I have updates, I will definitely share on, on my okay. podcast. Yeah. All right. Cool. So happy for now in the U.S. Yes, yes, I do enjoy Colorado. It is. It's getting nicer and nicer. And you then, do. Yes. Yeah. Snow and it's amazing. And hiking is just so fun, and we're we're not that financially stressed anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then we can do a lot more fun time. Right. Cool. Thank you so much, Suman, for. Joining Thank you this conversation. so much for making me host you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until next time. All right, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this is fun. And then ask me questions through socials or check out some pictures I took in Taiwan.
Until next time, bye. Are you not gonna say bye? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>